talk about two versions of the gospel. There's the version of the gospel that God is nothing but love, but we left out the fact that he's also a just God and hates sin. Oh, oh, if you're here and it's your first time here, we talk about that stuff here because um, it's kind of a big deal to me because I want to speak like it's the last time I ever get to speak. I mean, I hope it's not. But if it is, you're going to know about Jesus. You're going to know about his grace, his mercy, his love. But also that um, he, he requires holiness in our lives. And that's not what it looks like externally. Okay. I, I can build on that if we need to. I, 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 but, but, we, but it's not how we look. It's not how we dress. It's, not, it's right here. That's a big deal to me because I grew up in an environment that dressed a certain way and you could do certain things. Just for my sake, and, and this is, listen, this is purely selfish. Anybody else grow up that way? All right, cool, cool. I'm in the right place today. Let's go. And we, so we talked about two different versions of the gospel and Today, I, I, I want to ask a, a question, and it's rhetorical, so, you know, sometimes I preach like it's children's church, and I want you to, you know, talk back to me, but today I want to ask, why did Jesus die on the cross? Now, so far, um, everyone that I've asked, with the exception of my wife, because she's figured it out, and Pastor Dwayne, uh, because he's figured it out that they're all trick questions, they all said he died for my sins. And all I want to say to you today is that Jesus Christ does not collect sins. Oh, he, oh, he paid the don't, mis, don't misunderstand me, but as I've said for the last four to six weeks, um, we've made this all about me. Um, he, he, didn't, he didn't die for your sins. I mean, he don't have a big warehouse somewhere that has all of your sins. But, but see, that's the mentality, and that's, that's what uh, Pastor Duane and I both even said but we say that. We say that sometimes. We, and that's our fault for not explaining it more clearly. But, but I, want us, I want us to consider today that we have to broaden our scope a little bit that he didn't just die for our sins. Listen, he, he was the ultimate sacrifice for you, all of you, all of me, not, 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 not just the dirty bad stuff, not just the addiction, not, 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 not just the lies, not just those. He, 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 he came for all of me because he gave all of himself. 
So there's nothing else we're waiting on. Nothing else we're waiting on from God or Jesus. Amen. That alone, that alone will preach for two hours, but I know you've got places to be. 1 John chapter 2. You might think this is a bizarre um, address to start in based on that brief intro. But I'm going somewhere. I want you to notice the words beginning. 1 John chapter 2, beginning in verse 12. I'll be reading out of the New King James today. Your Bible says, I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. Somebody say amen. amen. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write to you, little children, because you have known the father. Verse 14, and I have written to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. I've written to you young men because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and have overcome the wicked one. So what he's talking about here, he's not speaking to children's ministry leaders not talking to youth pastors. He's, he's talking about levels of spiritual maturity. And I know you already knew that, but just, just so that we can be on the same page. Because we begin our Christian life just like the natural, right? I mean, we're babies. And babies have no past. you got to understand. Can I pause for a second? I'm not a deep guy. I'm really not a deep guy. I'm, I'm really not. But when God shows me something, my, my battle and my journey is for weeks I try to figure out how I'm going to communicate, if I'm even supposed to communicate it. But when he tells me, I had two sermons written Wednesday. And I told my beautiful wife, I, I, um, I'm, I'm going to need a little time on Friday because he just said, I was on my motorcycle, we were driving, or I was riding, and I said, as I'm riding, because I had to get out of the house and just get away from it for a minute, and he spoke to me and said, no, those, those ain't it. <laughs> now, 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 probably God used better grammar, but when he's talking to me, he knows he has to just, you know, <laughs> he's got to ghetto it up a little bit, because uh, Chartwood Madison graduate. Uh, so... <laughs> almost graduate. Um, so he says, that's not it. And I'm like, okay, cool, 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 cool. So what is it? And, and there was crickets in the background. And I'm like, going to need a little more than that. And so I started thinking about what we've been talking about. And a, a, a baby will toss and turn for many reasons. A, a natural baby will toss and turn for many reasons. They do not toss and turn because of their past. Because they ain't got one. And they don't have one because of the cross. I, I, I hope you're feeling me today. Um, it, it has no past, and, and that's where it... 
when birth starts is where their life starts. And can I say, that's why it's called Amazing Grace. <laughs> because I'm the only one that gets in my head about my yesterday. Because see, my <clears throat> Jesus doesn't wink at sin. God doesn't wink at sin. Please don't miss here. He, he can't look on it. We already had this conversation. But he has selective amnesia when it comes to uh, Jeff Burke prior to 1983. And you're thinking, you look way older than that. No, that's when I came to know Jesus. Uh, born in 62, uh, but I came to know him on February the 21st, 1983. See, see, what's amazing is we don't sing amazing justice. We don't sing amazing fairness. We don't even sing amazing love. I'm very careful about songs I choose because I'm not in an emotional relationship with Jesus. I hope, I hope somebody's tracking with me because otherwise this, this, you'll be here a long time. He said, I write to little children because your sins are forgiven because you know the Father. There's a progression of maturity that we see in this passage and it's not too long after we come into the kingdom of God that we understand we're in a crazy battle with ourselves. And the enemy's a sore loser, so he's got to make it as hard on us as he can. And we've got to learn how to overcome. Amen. This is when we move up to the young men's stage, and you get the idea. I know you understand that, but I, I want to make sure we're on the same page. He goes into more detail in verse 14. He said, I've written to you, young men, because you're strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you've overcome the wicked one. So how do you overcome the evil one? Because the word abides in you. You Listen, I, I'm not a stickler on what, what the three letters are on the back of your Bible. I'm really not. But you got to be in it. You got to be in it. I, I, I have to be in it. I, I, can't, I can't go on, just because I've been in church literally almost my entire life, I can't, I can't rely on that. I just can't. How much of the word abides in you or I determines how strong we are in our maturity levels in overcoming the wicked one. Amen. Then he talks to the fathers. Verse 13, I write to you fathers because you've known him who is from the beginning. I've written to you fathers because you've known him who is from the beginning. I used to be disappointed in this progression. In fact, the first time I taught this, this passage... I even, I wasn't correcting the Bible by no means, but I was afraid it would be confusing. It was way early on when I first decided, uh, submitted rather to God that I was going to preach his gospel. Um, I, I changed the progression because I, I felt the stages were important. And I was wrong. 
the progression is children, sins forgiven, young men, strong, overcoming the evil one, and then fathers, you've known him from the beginning. I wanted to say, look, you did three 40-day fasts. You started a church. You kept your marriage together. What? Something, something that everyone would say, yeah. Yeah, that's how, that's how you know you've matured. None of that stuff is evidence of maturity. I'm going I'm to I'm go here. I'm going to talk to John for a second. None of that stuff is levels of maturity. Thank you. Hey, you always, you always got one or two that you can go into, right? And they, they know I'm self-conscious. <laughs> he says something that looks very similar to what he writes to the children. He says, because you've known the Father. Because you've known him who is from the beginning. What's the difference? Hey, let me talk to parents for just a sec. I'm going to make a, a broad swipe right here. I know your kids aren't even included in this. But, but children, uh, children in other churches know fathers from a selfish point of view. I know they're not all selfish, but, but they see dads as someone that meet their needs and nothing more. Fathers exist to fulfill their desires. And might I suggest that we have approached the cross this way? I'm sure present company excluded, but there is a difference from the father's perspective because a father sees the big picture. Uh, no, I'm not getting you a car because you left your bike out in the rain. Where are my dad's at? Maybe I'm the only one. He sees past the immediate meeting of needs and, and kind of drives into the point of it all, the purpose of it all. But notice the way John describes this is with the word beginning. You've known him from the beginning. From the beginning. In John's writings... I counted, and again, I'm, I'm, I studied this out in the New King James, so 25 times in his writings, he uses the word beginning. 25 times. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The beginning of things, I believe, is very essential. So I, I'm, I'm really... I'm really not trying to question anyone's intelligence. You probably already know this. But I want us to, to see why he came to the cross. See, we've got to go back to the beginning. Um, it's essential if we're going to understand the cross. It's essential if we're going to understand the sacrifice. The cross is to restore, but we need a beginning perspective, and if, if, if I were to 
to just totally destroy this podium. I will not. Um, I probably could not. But, but I, if I were to do that and you hadn't seen it already and I ask you to rebuild it, it may be a bookshelf. It may be a nightstand. I mean, who would want that in their house? But you get what I'm saying. It, it would, it, there's a real potential that it could be something different than what it was originally. I'm a genius. No, man, I'm, I'm a logical dude, man. I'm a common sense dude. So, 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 so if you see the original purpose, if, if you get distracted or if you come in one day and it feels weird, you could re... Yeah, you get it. Yeah, you get it. Um, so that's why we need to go back to the beginning. We got to get into the mind of God. So if you are tracking with me, let's go to Genesis chapter 2. I mean, uh, you I mean, you're not going to get much more beginning than that, huh? <laughs> um, and again, if, if you didn't bring a Bible or have your device with you, it's all good, man. The, the verses will be behind me for the most part. See, I think, no, I believe. I don't rely on my mind. I believe that many people search for purpose because they're not seeing the point of the cross. So they do a bunch of stuff. The cross is not something you gain. sacrifice of Jesus Christ was something that he gave us. And I know that's a, that can sound weird, but there's a huge difference. Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, your Bible says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden to tend it and keep it. You're like, okay, now I'm out. I, I don't know what what that even has to do with anything. Well, we have man in his original condition, okay? So no, no rebellion, um, no independence, no I'll get to you, God, when I get time. And this is the way God intended it to be. There's three things that are in this little verse. There's submission, there's location, and there's vocation. Um, which is the progression to salvation. There's submission, there's location, and there's vocation. Notice it says Lord God, not just God, but Lord. See, this, 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 is, this is where we, where I think... My peers have failed the church is we want them to recite a prayer. And we don't, we don't teach that it's very important that God is Lord of their life. That God is Lord of my life. But see, if I only think that he died for my sins, good. Heaven when I die, 
He's going to fix all my problems. As I said last week, we've made this about me. <laughs> Lord God, Lord, God took the man, no resistance. Adam did not object. Adam wasn't like, you know what, let me pray about it for six weeks. Eden, I don't know. I was, I was thinking of somewhere else, but whatever. He's totally compliant to God's lordship. So there's the submission. But then notice he placed him in the place that God chose. Not that he chose. See, We've approached church with a consumer mindset for so long. I'm, I'm going to go over here. We, we, we've approached it with a consumer mindset for so long that we don't even know how to die to ourselves and get on board with a vision. Well, you, you, you didn't this, that, and the other. So there's submission and then there's the location, man had no input on where God put him. Oh, man, somebody's got to hear this. God said, I know where I want you, and that's where I'm putting you. And then, and in that location, there was a vocation. God said, and then there's a calling that I have for you there. There's something I need you to do. I want you to cultivate the garden. I want you to plant seeds. <laughs> and if we understand the cross correctly, this is where God wants us to be, at a place where he can reach into our life. And we will submit and go where he says and then do what he says. We have complicated this so much. You, yeah, you get it. I don't, I don't need it. This is literally the point of the cross. Please, please stay with me because I don't want to confuse anyone. It's the beginning of things. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16 says, For by him all things created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and... Wait, what? Not, not from me? How dare you? Through him and for him, all things were created by him. Listen, I, I don't think you have a problem with that. I, I really don't. I don't think that's something that's got you upside down because all things were created for him. Um, Come on, God, don't, 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 don't. See, 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 he... He created it all for himself. 
by himself. I don't, I don't know why God wants me to say this, but I'm, I'm going to step away from here for just a second because it has nothing to do with my message. Um, and I, I'm, I've learned not to argue with him. This is why I don't... Did he create it all? We've got, we got to be on board with that. Or um, this, this, is why I, this is why I don't get into debates or arguments about how old the earth is. God can do whatever he wants. Can I tell you that Adam wasn't created as a baby? Wait, what? So was he created with age? Somebody, come on, somebody. Don't leave me hanging up here because it's a lonely place. I'm going over here to talk to my family. Created it with age. He turned water into wine. Oh, that's vintage. Now, I don't know the date. I mean, I don't know the, the brand, if it was, you know, red or white or whatever. I've never tasted wine, so I don't, I don't know. But it doesn't worry me. The animals weren't babies in the garden, and they weren't babies on the ark. There, um, there may have been babies, but I'm saying they had to be old enough to you said it, I didn't, for all the kids in the room. I, I just, I just, and I'm going to be done with this, but I just think we waste so much time talking about stuff that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. God can do whatever he wants to do. And what God will always do is create the solution before there's a problem. He created water before fish. He didn't create fish and they're like, floppity, 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 floppity. what am I doing? I don't know. I can't. No, he created this. I don't know what this was, but you get the idea. I don't know. I, but you get the idea, right? So, I mean, when... Created by him, through him, and for him. Not for me to win an argument. Not for me to go to a conference and learn why carbon dating isn't accurate. It doesn't matter. What matters is the cross of Jesus Christ who paid the price. The ultimate sacrifice for my sin. And I will not. You want to take me to lunch? I'll talk to you about it. But I'm, listen, I'm not going to debate anyone about these things. I won't. I won't. You want to talk about how to start revival in the 937? Let's go. All day long. You want to you you go verse by verse and precept by precept through one of the books of the Bible? Let's go. But I'm just not going to talk about these stupid things. I'm just not. Because we've made this about us winning. And we've all ready. (laughs) 
So, so why am I on the ropes trying to, trying to get someone to get my point? No, you don't understand. No, dude, dude. I'm over it, man. We'll just go for a ride, right? <laughs> we, we, just, we don't have a problem with things being created by him, but, but, but we, we, we do get a little derailed on all things being created for him because we think they were created for us. And, and I pray you do not hear that I'm discounting blessings. Please don't. Man, I'm the most blessed dude that's ever lived on this planet. My wife still talks to me, loves me. <laughs> My kids, I mean, they call me sometimes if they need something, but... but my, my, my grandkids still come up and hug me, and they think I got an S on my chest. I got a roof over my head. I, I got a little money in the bank. I got, I got two son-in-laws that honor me. I would live under a bridge Before I would forget how blessed I am. But as we learned last week, he's not blessing me for, he's blessing me so that I can. He's blessing me so that I can propagate the glory of God. Revelation chapter 4, verse 11 says, it would probably help if I got there, but Revelation 4, verse 11. Just, just, just look at it. I mean, I ain't got nothing to say. I'm not in that equation to benefit me. Oh, I'm in that equation. For you created all things, and by your will they exist, and they were created. It ain't, it's, it's just, we were created for his pleasure, his purpose, and the will of God. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 8, Yet for us there is one God, the Father of whom are all things, and we for him, and, for, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things, and through whom we live. See, now, now we're back into the mind of God. We're not in Jeff Burke's selfish mind. We're back into the mind of God. Okay, here's why I did what I did. The beginning. The beginning. Here's why I did what I did and why I did it to whom I did it to, but then something went dreadfully wrong. Um, 
we, we know the story. Humankind went rebellious, turned away from God, got very selfish, thus enters the cross. The cross was to restore us, restore us back to our original design, submission, location, vocation. We were designed for his pleasure, his purpose, and his will. Selfishness is not something we have to um, teach our kids. And, and honestly, I, I'm, I'm going to be straight up with you. Uh, I'll be 60 in two weeks, and... My generation is way more selfish than the generation behind me. You might not agree with that. that that's cool. Uh, again, I don't debate the things that don't matter. Uh, but we are a crazy selfish generation because we feel like we're owed something. And, hey, on, on behalf of, of all my peers, uh, I, I want to say to those of you behind us, I, I'm sorry. I really am. Uh, we created the world that you're in. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying there's a whole lot wrong. And we got to own that. We, we do. We just do. And then we got to change it. Amen. But many folks, they're just concerned about themselves. Um, and if, if you don't believe that, that's okay. And maybe you run in a different circle. I run with church people, so, you know... Uh, um, it's, it's, it's me, mine, I, myself, uh, yeah, it's, it's my car, it's my money, it's my house, it's my job, it's my life. Uh, unfortunately, we've even carried that mindset to the cross. Um, we approach the cross for the results it brings us. And again, I, I need you to hear me because I'm not downplaying the purpose. Um, but, but, but it's so much more than salvation, heaven, and forgiveness. And there's two sides of the cross. One side is what's in it for me. That's, that's initially what gets us there. Uh, uh, John, that's originally what gets us there. Thank you. Um, because it's in, it's in his, his kindness that leads us to repentance, according to the Apostle Paul. Right? So we, we get that. But, but then there's the other side of the cross. And that's all him. So, so, so I'm, not, I'm not saying one doesn't matter. I'm saying we've got to hear the whole story. That's what I'm saying. We've got to approach it. In the big picture, um, what's in it for me? And out of that comes a very popular theme, and it fills churches and, and, and that Jesus died on the cross for my sins, and I get he paid the price. Please don't misquote me. That makes my wife so mad. Yeah, he, 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 he paid the price, 
sacrifice for my sin. But boy, that's a man-centered gospel. That's a selfish me gospel. Oh, I, oh, I, oh, I get to go to heaven? I, I get to miss hell? Oh, new, new creation. Oh, okay, let's go. It's all true, but it doesn't stop there. And I want to give you an illustration and just a handful of scriptures. And then we're going to go home and we'll see what happens. Let's assume that Miss Kim and I, you know, we've been married, let's say our first year of marriage. I remember when we bought our first car on our own. Anybody remember those days? How, how awesome was that? Yeah, I'll sign. Where do you want me to sign? <laughs> the whole time I'm like, yeah, I can't afford this. I can't. Let's say we married our first year. Again, in a couple of weeks, it'll be 42 years for us. Let's, uh, let's, let's assume we were trying to get a car. And we scrimped and we saved and um, we're not buying anything until everything's paid off. Remember those days? Um, <clears throat> my dude said, that's now, brother. That is now. <clears throat> remember, when, remember when you could afford gas? So <clears throat> I'm, I'm playing <laughs> Uh, listen, so let's, let's say we were saving up and we did all the right things. We actually, I don't know, maybe, maybe you're a budget person. You made a budget. Da, da, da. And after one year, we had $1,000 saved up, which there's no way we could have done our first year of marriage, FYI. I think I made $5.25 an hour. Um, but our need right now is a car. So we're driving through the neighborhood, and we take that money, and we go searching for a vehicle. Um, maybe we've developed a reputation for keeping our vehicles clean and organized and whatever. And then I find a car, and it is an absolute wreck. It's dirty. I'm not, I'm not talking about just, I mean, crazy dirty. And I buy it. I've bought a car or two that Kim wasn't with me. A gentleman. That never goes away. I took her with me to buy my motorcycle because I didn't want to get grounded from it. I wanted to ride it. Smart man, you got it, dude. You learn, and it took me 40 years, but... I, I bring the car home, I pull it around back because I don't want anyone to see it because, well, I mean, it's dirty. I want it to be something, but I can't ignore what it is. And so I get to cleaning it. Um, bucket after bucket of dirty water and grease cutter and wax and polish and the vacuum, inside and out, and at the end of a few hours, the car is brand new. It's like a new creation. And then I bring the buckets of dirty water, the vacuum, the rags, 
And I bring them in and put them on Miss Kim's dining room table and go, look what we, look what we just got for $1,000. Look what we just got for $1,000. We got, we got the grime. We got the grit. We got the dirt. We got everything that was wrong with it. Um, who would have thought you could have got this much dirt for $1,000? Somebody needs to hear this right now. Kim would look at me and say, what are you doing? You didn't buy that dirt for $1,000. No, I did. Here it is. Money was spent for the dirt. That doesn't make any logical sense at all. And just like Jesus, just like Jesus didn't hang on that cross because he's collecting sin and he's celebrating the fact, woo, would you look at it? No, you know, you know what? You know why he did? For me. For me, Dwayne, for me. He don't need my sin. But he did all of it so that he could get all of me. Like I would have done that to that vehicle for the vehicle. And Continuing to remind yourself of how dirty it was makes you forget why you were on the other side of the cross to begin with. You're either free or you're not. You're either forgiven or you're not. There's no middle of the road, friends. There just isn't. And there's two sides of the cross. We understand why we got there in the first place. Oh, but listen, it's so much more. He is holy. So I'm required to be holy. God gave me his righteousness. He clothed me in it. He clothed you in it if you know him. He didn't cover up your dirt. No, he cleansed all of us. The reason for the cross is me. Can we look at a couple scriptures? Romans 14, 7 through 9. For none of us lives to himself and no one dies to himself. For if we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. <laughs> For to this end, Christ died and rose and lived again, that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. Hey, the only thing about me in these verses is that I'm going to die. Am I right? Because this is all about the Lord. And that's why I exist. He doesn't want your sin. He has no use for your sin. He wants you. He doesn't need your sin. He isn't collecting it. He needs 
you. He wants you. He didn't die on the cross to collect it. He died on the cross to get you. He wants lordship. He wants lordship. You're like, bro, you are belaboring this point. You know what? When we get it right, I'll dial it back. But until then, Titus chapter 2, verse 14, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good. His, his, his special people, zealous for good works. See, our side of the cross is to redeem us from every lawless deed. And that is so important. This is where we get our new nature. It's where we get our destiny. It's where we get our new life, our home, our new name. You get the idea. We get that side, but the other side is God's side. We purify ourselves for him because we're his. We're his possession. What he accomplished on the cross isn't just about forgiveness, but that he might redeem people to himself. It's so humbling. See, he wanted the car, not the dirt. <laughs> you got to see both sides. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 15 said, And he died for all, and those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. So, so, so why did he die? Oh, he died so we could live for him. See, otherwise, all we did is went through a, a, a spiritual car wash. Thanks. Hallelujah. We'll sing some songs and we'll go feed some hungry or whatever, but that's it, not the point at all. At all. Revelation chapter 5, verse 9 and 10, and they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood you purchased for God persons from every tribe, language, and people and nation, and you made them to a kingdom and priest to serve our God. And they will reign on the earth. He purchased you. I'm just asking us to consider changing our thought process That he just forgave us. And he died for our sins. He didn't die for our sins. He died for me. John, he died for me. He died for you, bro. I, all of me. See, getting... Getting you satisfies God. Getting your sin, that, that's, that's done. It's over. At about 20 years old, I became a Christ follower. I already told you February 21st, 1983. I, I, I give God... Uh, my mama and Miss Kim, all, all the glory for this. Uh, but I've, I've never drank. I've, I've never smoked. Uh, I did what my mom said because um, I was afraid of her. Um, she was four foot 11 from 
Cookville, Tennessee. But I knew I was lost. And I went to that front side of the cross, standing on the back row of a large church in this area. And the gospel was preached. And my son was standing beside me. And we, we dressed alike, probably because we were the same size, as Heather already pointed out to everyone. Uh, but... Um, we, we dressed alike. I wore a bandana around my neck. He wore one. He thought it was cool. And the, they were up there doing the uh, invitation. You, you, you grew up like me. You know what I'm talking about. And I was not paying attention. My ADD is on point. Uh, so I was just doing things to bug my son because whatever I would do, he would do. So I'd pick my nose and I'd scratch myself or whatever. And he'd be like, hey. and then, and then, and then God had to speak to me. Uh, see, remember, I was five years old when my father and mother got saved and I was raised in the church. Well, now I'm 20 and um, traveled around the country playing bluegrass gospel music with my pops, seeing hundreds of people come to know Jesus, not an exaggeration. And, well, I was a fake, straight up. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't say it any other way. Um, and I'm sorry, but I was. And so God, uh, knowing everything, said, do you, want, do you want your son to grow up knowing you're a liar? Wait, what? That's, that's not fair. And I said, no. And he said, well, you are. He said, you're a liar. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll fix it. And he said, I'm, I'm calling you to me now. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I'm on the back row of this large church. Uh, by the way, working in the youth department. Uh, sorry to all those kids uh, who I led astray, I'm sure. But uh, working in the youth department and um, traveling with my pops. Oh, wait, there's one of, oh, yeah. Uh, my, my oldest brother was the song director. So I, I start bargaining with God, and I'm like, listen, I, I'm not, I'm not. It's going to embarrass him. I mean, come on. I'm going to take the higher road here, and we'll deal with this later. And then when, when I didn't hear his voice again, I said, and then there's dad. There's my dad. I don't want my dad. I don't want my dad. To know I'm a fake. And I'll never forget this as long as I live. And you, you, if, if this has never happened to you, then I, I, I mean, I, I'm glad. <laughs> uh, but his voice was very clear to me. 
And he said, this is the last time I'm asking. That was in my head. That was in my heart. That was in my spirit. The last time I'm asking. I stepped out of that back row. Am I going to say it? I'm going to say it, ain't I? Hey, you guys, you've heard this a time or two, haven't you? Uh, Pastor Dwayne, it was like a magic carpet ride because I stepped out and I don't even remember. So I did what everybody else did. I'm like, right? You got me? Pastor comes down. He's got his big old King James Bible. And he's, he's, he's shaking. He's nervous. He's like, and, 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 and he's rifling. He's trying to find the Romans road. We all know what that is, right? I mean, you know, you know uh, for the wages of sin is dead. All of sin has come short. And so he's rifling through it. And he finally shuts it like, bam. And he says, you know this as good as I do. Do what you got to do. <laughs> and so Tom Listen, bro. Listen. And I got to that front side of the cross, man. Bob, he wrapped his arms around me, dude. And he saved me. He rescued me. He reconciled me. He restored me. Right there. Boom. Oh, but there was something in me that's like, that can't be done. I can't tell you what it was. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know scripture like that. Thankfully, he has shown me now. I just said, that can't be it. No, no. And not because I was a martyr that it had to cost me something. But I knew that couldn't be it. And I stepped on the other side of the cross. I said, you can have all of me. And before you think I got it figured out, I didn't eat right every time. But man, he got all of me. And then on October 24th, 1993, I bowed my knee and said, I'll preach your gospel. And as all of you know, I ain't shut up since. And have no plan to anytime soon. So I get home. I called my pop. Oh, hey, daddy. I said, um, I got saved. What? You're already saved. No, Pop, I'm not. Oh, you just rededicated your life. Remember, remember when that was thrown around in churches all the time? Remember that? Yeah, what's that? That's not in the Bible. You just rededicated your life. No, repentance is in the Bible. You just rededicated your life. I said, no, Dad, I was a liar. But I know him now. And I'm on the other side. My pop said, I'm proud of you. 
Only time other than music he ever said it to me. I ain't bitter over it. Dad had high standards. But I, I need you to understand that you've been bought with a price. And the price isn't for your sins. You don't get a quick receipt, sign here, because he's not collecting them. He don't, he, he, that's not what. It's for you and it's for me. First Corinthians 6. Listen, this, this is the last thing I want to read. First Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Do you do not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own, for you were bought Bought with a price. Therefore, because your body is a temple, so you've got to see why the therefore is therefore, because your body is a temple, because you were bought with a price, glorify God in your body and in your spirit because they're God's. I... I, I I don't even know how to get out of this. So we're just going to pray. God, we lift you up. God, I could just continue to, for the rest of the day, I could thank you for both sides of the cross. God, I'm sorry for what we've made it. I, 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 you're probably tired of me talking to you about it. But how we've made different versions of gospel and different versions of the cross and different versions of Christianity. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So God... I ask you to speak to my friends in this room right now. We're so thankful that you draw us in because we can't come to you if you don't. But God, many of us have stopped right there. And we just ask you to speak to us. God, like I know you spoke to me. Just speak to us. If you're here today and you need a relationship with Jesus Christ. I pray that I pray that you would let us help you with that, although you don't need us for that. God hears you. He sees your heart. And if you're here and 
making him Lord of your life is something that's confusing to you. You don't know what that means or holiness and all these church words. I get it. I totally get it. We'd love to be a part of your journey. And when you're ready, we would love to reach out. We would love to talk with you about it. Help you any way we can. You need a Bible, we'll get you a Bible. We would just want to be a part of your journey on becoming a totally committed Christ follower. If there's something you have a question about, it, 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 you see the cards in front of you and it's in the pew in front of you, if you would just fill that out. Um, we don't, we're not trying to gather your information. I promise that's not the case. Uh, Ms. Heather already um, mentioned them, if you have a prayer request or whatever. But if you have a question about salvation or about committing your life to the Lord, nothing excites us more. Father, we bless your name. We thank you. God, we ask you to lead us and guide us and direct us as we continue on this journey. To commit all of us to all of you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.